This is how gaming can help people on the autism spectrum. All that coming up. Hey guys, what's going on? My name is Dan. I have autism, ADHD, OCD and dyslexia and I make weekly videos all about this type of uh, subject. So if you're new around here and you'd like to learn more about those things, make sure to hit the subscribe button by clicking that notification bell down below. And also if you're watching on Facebook, be sure to give this page a like to see more videos just like this. And if you're watching on Instagram, make sure to follow this account for more awesome videos. Guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Aspie World, the place where we think differently daily. What is going on, my different thinker fam? Hope you guys are having a fantastic day or night, depending on when you're actually watching this video. But anyway, who's up for a big game of gaming? Wait, that didn't make any sense. But, but anyway, besides the point, this video is really interesting because it's talking about autism and gaming right? And can gaming help people with autism? Now, I have a very big affinity for this. Um, when I was really young, I used to play a lot of games. And right now I'm getting into virtual reality because I was really into virtual reality when I was a kid. But it, back in the 90s, I mean, virtual reality was terrible. So I'm really getting into virtual reality again now. And I'm really interested in augmented reality. So I used to be really heavily into games. So I have a really good affinity for this right now. Oh, before we get started, guys, I just want to let you know I have a free Autism Life Hacks PDF book that you can download for free right now at autismhacks.net, full of awesome, useful information that could probably help you in your daily life with different types of impacts and stuff like that. So yeah, check it out. Moving on with this video, one of the biggest things for me is that I love the idea of games that will kind of really attract a certain group of people. Like, you know, growing up, for me, Pokemon Red for the Game Boy was the, was the guy. If you're a Pokemon fan, you have to give this video a thumbs up because Pokemon Red changed my life. It was the first game I ever completed completely. And then uh, the next one was then Tomb Raider for the, for the PlayStation. But, you know, Pokemon for me was amazing. I got obsessed with Pokemon and I dove right in. I love Pokemon. Pokemon's fantastic. But also, I was really into Minecraft. And so there are certain games that kind of resonate with different communities. There was a study done that showed that autism and Pokemon Go, the app Pokemon Go, had a really good relationship because it was able to get young people who were on the autism spectrum outside of their comfort zone and go out and, you know, walk around, go outside, get some fresh air and play with a video game rather than stuck indoors, uh, uh, you know, on a TV set kind of playing their, their video games, which is a really good benefit. But that's more of a physical kind of mental health. That's nothing to do with neurological conditions. Whereas what I'm going to talk about in this video is more to do about kind of autism gaming neurologically. So I have a huge affinity, and I keep saying this, because when I was doing my degree in chemistry, I built a teaching tool in Minecraft to show uh, people how to use molecular symmetry in group theory, which is basically how you know, molecules rotate in 3D space and uh, how you apply nomenclature to those uh, rotations. Now, it's very difficult because it's physical chemistry, which is basically physics and chemistry rolled in together. And it's quite a difficult thing for people to grasp. But I really love it. It was kind of like my subject. You know, I really like that kind of side of it. So I decided to build a tool in Minecraft and build these huge chemistry models and teach people. And so I loved that. And so what I was going to do my PhD in, which I didn't do in the end because the chemistry department closed down, was I was going to do a PhD in education and gaming or the gamification of education. Now, that shows you the potential of why gaming is so powerful for people um, trying to learn different things. Now, autistic people, um, you know, we have uh, the um, the unlucky straw drawn where we have issues with communication and social skills, right? And those are just impactful so in so many areas of our lives. And so because of this, um, you know, it kind of, it, it allows you to, to kind of look a little bit differently to things. Um, and when you, especially when you're in social situations, it's very difficult. 
Now, if we apply gaming, right, um, gaming gives you the ability to do certain skills, and we'll dive right into, into that right now. So, there's approximately 2% of the world's population who are on the autism spectrum, which is an incredible amount of people, right? And again, this is you know impacting the person's social and communication aspects of their life uh, and can cause major difficulties just like throughout the board. So, uh, the answer may lie in gaming uh, to help people uh, understand communication and social skills. So, the seminal clinical psychologist, Paget1955, I hope I said that right, I probably didn't, suggested that play behavior allows for a child to engage with emerging cognitive skills, right? This is really interesting. So, um, pretend play, for instance, will enable a child to learn concepts such as false beliefs and more structured turn-like board game tech, you know, reciprocatory strategies. So basically, in a nutshell, when a person is playing games with another person in a competitive or cooperative gaming environment, the experience allows them to practice and develop a range of skills indicating uh, sportsmanship or communication, perspective, talking, um, emotional regulation, emotional co uh, recognition, um, and also all kinds of stuff like that, communication skills. Also, they're engaging in a shared attention and joint action with social agents as a player is focused on the same activity as a mutually uh, you know, contributed bunch of people in a compatible game. Which basically means that when you're playing a game, you are um, in a team with other people, so you're being part of a team, and you're learning skills from that team, so their input's coming into you, and you're inputting them, and then you're gonna have to deal with them because there could be um, somebody shouting, I need your help, I need you to do this, and you have to work as a team and strategize together to work to, to get the, you know, the succession of the game, which is absolutely fantastic, and I absolutely love that about it. Now, autistic people can gain so much from this because they'll gain more ways of understanding um, social communication because it hasn't got the added pressure of you being in a room with somebody and looking at them really awkward, thinking, oh my goodness, how, you know, how is this, Conversations supposed to pan out and what am I supposed to be saying? Am I saying the wrong things? You're online, you're in the comfort of your own home, you're playing a video game and everybody can just chill and you can still learn um, social skills that way, which is absolutely fantastic. So a study suggested that learning and playing games um, are a cornerstone in a child's development, allowing children to form independent relationships with other people. So, uh, you know, and it's not just children, because they're looking at studies at children, because children are probably the largest population of people who do play games. But in terms of playing games, it's any games. It's not just video games. I suppose any type of games. When I was growing up, you know, we played a lot of like Hero Quest and Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that. And you know, I, st I would still love to play Dungeons and Dragons right now. But again, it was a way of you kind of working as a team and strategizing with other people in an environment, which could then be applied. Those same skills could be applied to working environments or even just social skills. So I think it's a really interesting study. Now I'm a firm believer in games and I'm a firm believer in games being helpful to other people because sometimes when I'm doing like talks and keynote talks around the world, I'm on stage and I, I do a Q&A at the end and some parents say to me like, oh my kid's like hammering out Minecraft, is this a good or bad thing? And I say, it's a good thing, let them play as much Minecraft as they want as long as it's within you know a healthy range of you know taking breaks regularly and hydrating yourself and all that kind of stuff. But gaming is very, very good. And I think that it's gonna be able to change the, the world for in terms of like how we see um, you know development through things like social interaction, social behaviors. Guys, if you think this video is interesting, please share it on your Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram accounts if you have those. And uh, if you wanna leave me a comment, drop it down below. And I'll see you next time, guys. Peace.
Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, please share this with anybody and everyone who you think can get some benefit from it. And also, I know a bunch of you guys who haven't already subscribed to this podcast, but listen, so please go over and subscribe to it now so you don't miss an episode. Also, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, it's at the Aspie World, the T-H-E, Aspie, A-S-P-I-E, and then World, W-O-R-L-D, so the Aspie World. All right, guys, thanks.